This is the Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Dale, and every week we deep dive into behavioural science, nudges, and other clever stuff to learn how to communicate change and influence behaviour for positive good. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode. This is Ruth, your host, and today we are looking at eight top tips for your no smoking day this 2024. This year, the date is on Wednesday, March 13th, and it'll be here before you know it. So we're going to run through eight top tips that will really help you get effective smoke-free messaging. Now, this comes back on the back of the Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp Masterclass we ran last week with Professor Robert West and Samantha Neville. Now, Professor Robert West is Emeritus Professor of Health Psychology at UCL, and he is co-author of Combi and Behaviour Change Wheel. And Sam is the campaign lead at Making Smoking History, which is hosted by NHS Greater Manchester, but actually covers 2.8 million people across 10 local authorities. The cost of smoking to society in Greater Manchester is 1.1 billion. Now, just before we get started, just want to really flag why this is so important. So I just want to say that every day after the age of 35, a smoker who carries on smoking loses on average six to eight hours of their life. So it's a bit like living 16 hour days. But the moment you stop, it reverts back to 24. So the longer you leave it to quit, the more of your life you lose. So helping people break the addiction to nicotine is always urgent, but never too late. Now, those words were spoken by Professor Robert West. And I just want to start with them because this is really important. And I think smoke-free messaging has been around a long time and we can get a bit tired. I know I've been doing it a long time as a smoker and now a non-smoker. And actually, I think it's good to remind ourselves of why it's so important and how this one singular thing can help so many people. I'm just going to go through the top tips with no fluff, just eight top tips for you. Okay, top tip number one, remember it's an addiction, lean in for effective messaging. Did you know that daily smokers, so approximately 75% of people that smoke are daily smokers and they suffer from nicotine hunger throughout the day. So when nicotine levels are depleted in the body, this will trigger a desire to smoke and the withdrawal symptoms, which include poor concentration and increased stress. This then creates the belief that when people who do smoke, they might think, oh, it's helped me concentrate or it's reduced my stress because it has, but only because the nicotine caused the stress in the first place. So it's really important. Addiction to nicotine is not about just quitting or breaking this little habit. It's not lifestyle messaging. People call it their habit, but it's not habit messaging from a behavior change perspective. And that's really important. It's not like talking about physical activity. This is not something that can just be pushed through your channels, you know, with some broad brush. Oh, let's quit smoking for our health messaging. We need to lean into the fact that it is an addiction. And then as part of that, the messaging sits within that. What does the addiction feel like? What does it look like? What are the barriers for people? And that's where your content comes from. So for example, the remaining 25% of people that smoke but do not smoke every day, so they're not daily smokers, may also consider themselves to be kind of in control of that addiction and able to take it and leave it, be able to quit whenever they want. But the way nicotine works in the brain is it starts building associations between situations and environment where you did once smoke. So for example, for me, it would be a hop in the car. Then the next thing would be to light a cigarette. Now, my brain, whether I was intending to or not, would tell me when I get in the car, oh, you want a cigarette? And there'll be lots of situations throughout the day where my brain would start telling me. And of course, the you know, the impulses tend to increase. 
So even though you might have people who only smoke every other day or socially, it's really important to understand that it's still an addiction because just because of the way nicotine works in the body and the brain. Okay, so it's always an addiction. It's just that your audience might call that a habit and might not consider it an addiction. (laughs) Okay, so number two, target your audience. So building on from that, we have very different messages and strategies for high-level dependency smokers and low-level dependency smokers. And Sam and her team did this expertly. Their campaign, What Will You Miss?, was targeting high-dependency smokers. That's really important. When they did their market research, which they always do before they start their campaigns, they found that there was very different mindsets between the low-dependency and the higher-dependency. The higher-dependency is were much more cynical and defensive, you know, a lot more bravado, but also clearly worried, talked very openly about addiction and will have tried to quit a lot, may have quit for some time. Life happens, bereavement, divorce, job loss, financial worries. Life happens and you start again, very little use of vaping. So this audience is a very different to your low dependency, which will be happier with their lot, perhaps smoke to reduce boredom, bit of stress release, may use vapes and cigarettes interchangeably, talk about quitting, think they can quit whenever they want, most likely to try on their own, if they do at all, because actually talking about quitting doesn't really lead to trying to quit because there isn't really an understanding that it's a problem in the first place. So very different strategies. That's really important that when you're looking at your channels, you're mapping your content, that you are targeting your audiences and targeting the content accordingly. Because already I know just from listening to that, you can see you've got different messages there and different care pathways and different service offers. Number three, target your audience again, because just want to flag your 18 to 24 year olds. I literally dropped my pen when Sam said this. Sam shared a YouGov survey that barely half of 18 to 24 year olds who smoke know that doing so causes cancer. And even few were aware it caused strokes, heart disease and lung problems. I know. So barely half of 18 to 24 year olds that smoke are aware of the long term health conditions. Now, normally I'll spend my whole life in in boot camp saying, don't bang on about long term health conditions because it does not affect behavior change. And it doesn't. But the knowledge is needed. It is a base. So from a combi perspective, you have got that knowledge under capability. So there's a big gaping red hole here for this target audience. So there is something about understanding the nature of addiction and the nature of the impact of smoking on you. This really resonated with me because we had just, well, last year we finished our 18 to 24 year old sexual health behavioural insights where we found very, very low understanding of what SDIs are, dangers of unprotected sex and what to do once you've had unprotected sex and things like that. Knowledge levels very, very low. So when Sam said knowledge levels around this are very low too, I thought, wow, so you've got the same audience, but and from a public health perspective, you know, we need to think differently about them. Okay. Four, anti-smoking does not mean anti-smoker. Do not shame your audience. So let's not pretend people don't judge because they do. Fear of stigma is massive for people who smoke. If you're a pregnant woman that smokes, stigma and shame is very easily applied. You know, stigma is applied easily through judgment and then shame follows. So it's really important you connect with your service leads to find out how they reduce stigma in the service, how they welcome and work with people and where the touch points are for your vulnerable audiences. So you can amplify that message and almost invite them in and show them this is a place where there is no shame, there's no stigma. 
This is really important. If you are a local authority pushing into a service that's actually commissioned out, so it might be run by a specialist organization or the NHS, really important you connect in with that service because for your most vulnerable audiences, such as pregnant ladies or those people with mental health conditions, these are very specialist care pathways. So you've got to make sure that your communications is pushing in to support that service pathway. This is not your social media type response. And I'd be very worried if, you know, people are just thinking, oh, we just need to push out, you know, messages about how bad smoking is for you, because that's how we will push people away from the services. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. If you are quite removed from your service and you are starting to look at this, empathy mapping is your tool here. You need to start to understand the barriers that your audience face. And remember, it is an addiction. Okay, so this isn't choice. This is helping someone break an addiction. It's not lifestyle. If you ever hear yourself or anyone else using the word should, well, surely they would, you know, that kind of language, then you know you've fallen into judgment. So those are like big, hot red flags. You need to think, no, we really need to understand the barriers to breaking this addiction so we can help people. Okay, five, don't use images of people. The way nicotine addiction works on the brain is that pictures of people smoking will trigger an urge to smoke. If you are stuck around the cigarette being your content image, then your messaging is wrong. So top tip six, bring your stop smoking services alive. Okay, Ruth. So yes, we know not to use cigarettes. What should we use instead? Professor West was really clear that one of the biggest barriers we have is that smokers will still try to quit on their own and not use the services. He actually likened it to trying to cure cancer for yourself. Bring your services alive. Bring the people who run them alive. Bring case studies alive. Explain who they are and what they do. The services are evidence-based and effective offers. They will address the physiological, the psychological and the social barriers, as well as work with people to work out what, which is the best medication for them. Okay, bring them alive, make them desirable. Top tip seven, use social norms to build self-belief. One of the reasons Stoptober worked so well is because it gave permission for everyone to come together and quit together to feel really positive and proud with people like them. Use your case studies to show how people like me have overcome the same barriers. Build self-belief. Build self-belief that people like me can quit. That way people will start to, you know, overcome the barrier of, well, I can't. If you have tried to quit 10 times on your own, your confidence is quite low. Okay. Or if you've quit for a bit, then, you know, you've been on the bit of the yo-yo. So use your social norms and your case studies to build self-belief. Eight, make it urgent. So I'm just going to finish on what I started with. Professor Robert West said this and it was just literally, you could see people going, because it's so important that we make it urgent and we help people to try and quit today because it's always urgent, but never too late. The moment you stop quitting, you go back to living a 24 hour day. But every day after the age of 35, a smoker that carries on loses on average six to eight hours of their life. So it's the equivalent of living 16 hour days. Scary stuff. This is scary messaging. So be careful in your harms and hope messaging. Your low level dependency need to understand the addiction. But there's a very fine line between shifting into harms. Do not shift into harms if you are not testing. Very, very important. We do not widen health inequalities all messaging, all content going out needs to be data-led and tested, measured, 
tested for unintended consequences, tested for, you know, just impact and effectiveness, what works, what doesn't work, so you can capture it and grow it, share it. But also we've got to be so careful we're not widening health inequalities. All the low-hanging fruit in smoking has gone. So it's very, very important that we ensure that we're testing all of these messages. We have a free Busy Communicators Guide for you. It's the Busy Communicators Guide for Effective Smoke-Free Messaging. And in there, I also outline the five steps to a behaviour change campaign. And then the guide kind of goes into the first two. Because one of the reasons I don't really go on about, oh, this is the way to plan a campaign, is because the difference in public health and the difference in behaviour change campaigns really is in the steps one and two is in the insight like the best practice you know knowing your channels getting the channels right for your audience developing your content testing your content before you roll it out then when you're rolling it out still testing it segmenting targeting these are all core campaigns that you should be doing anyway you know you can use the oasis model for that and depending on your channel that changes everything on content, look, feel, your data and everything. So the five steps are there to help you, you know, to see you go through. But actually, where I think we can add most value for you is in the one and two. Because if you get your insight wrong, if you go down the wrong path with your audience, then the three, four, five steps doesn't really matter what you do. You could have the best, most beautiful creative. But if it's not going towards a behaviour change. Well, who will ever know in the end of the day, what was the point of all that work? So yeah, that's why we really focus in on one and two, because you're all professionals. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, if you're going down, you know, the paid ads routes, then there's a paid, you know, you're better speaking to the paid ad specialist, or if you're going down organic socials, or if you're going, you know, a multi-integrated campaign, you need to develop an agency that I can help you with, because that's what I've done for literally many, 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 many years. But, you know, or if you're going in-house and you've got copywriters and you've got people, you know, in your corporate comms team that's going to start picking up the smoke-free messaging, it's much more important that they understand that this is about breaking an addiction and they understand the barriers and can empathise and fully appreciate just how hard this ask is. So yeah, please go to the website and do grab your copy of the free guide. Huge thanks to Everyone Health who sponsored the guide. Everyone Health deliver specialist stop smoking services across England. They're out there in the trenches helping people to stop smoking every day. So they know their stuff and we're so grateful for them sponsoring this guide because it means we can just give it out free to everyone. It's made a massive difference and we're ever so grateful. So I hope those eight top tips are helpful for you for your no smoking day messages. And also, if you do want to go deeper with us, if you do want to like just look at the pregnant women and then look at mental health and look at routine and manual workers and go deep via each target audience, through a behavioural science lens. So you can perhaps map out, you know, your strategy and the content approach using some behavioural biases. Then we're going to have a very special day on the 14th of March. So it's the day after No Smoking Day because you can't rush this. Like you can get some fab No Smoking Day stuff out there to get going, but strategically doing your audience insight, you don't want to rush it. So it's on the 14th of March. We're just going to take the whole day and we'll be about 25 of us maximum. So we can all break out into like these specialist areas and bring all of our knowledge, 
all of our own past campaigns. But if you're brand new, you don't have any of that, then this is the place to come because you will get it and share and work through empathy mapping, combi, and then the content and perhaps, you know, ways forward. So this one is a bit different. We are going to have to close the doors. We don't normally do that unless we've sold out simply because I know what life's like. And sometimes, you know, you you can get permission to come quite late. But we are going to have to close the doors on this one because we are going to be bringing together the insight for you. And we're going to be bringing together different campaigns, examples, so you can get fed that intelligence as well as bringing what you know. So there'll be a bit of pre-work for us to do with anyone coming, not for you to do, for us to do, but we we just will need to connect with you a bit earlier than normal and have a chat and understand your, your goals. So, I mean, I'm hoping it will just make the day even more valuable. I'm really excited about it because I think we're going to get through a lot and we're going to do it fast, but because we're doing it together, we're going to hear from the brains, your expertise and your ideas. And then, you know, we're all in one room online, but one room, I just think that's going to be fabulous. And of course, we record it so you can go back and learn from it. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that day because we're sometimes we, well, all of ours tend to be quite generic and where you bring your challenge, which is fun. And to be honest, sometimes think, oh my gosh, what's everyone bringing? (laughs) How is my brain going to manage all of the different subjects? But so for this one, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep into smoke-free messaging. And, you know, you've got your three to five year plan then. So, hey, it's a win-win. So to grab your spot, go to www.behaviorchange.marketing forward slash smoke-free. Phew. Hope that all makes sense for everyone. I hope that's uber helpful and these eight top tips have been of use to you. I'll see you on the other side. If you can hear this, then it's the end of the episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Now fancy a surprise. Everyone loves a surprise. For everyone that leaves a review and screen grabs it and sends me a DM on LinkedIn showing me the review we'll send you a surprise it will be worth it I promise you so please do take a moment just to leave a review it really helps also are you subscribed to Brain Fuel if you're not you're missing out because it's in Brain Fuel where we announce the latest training discounts prizes and hopefully add value to you every week It runs alongside the podcast. It's the sister act to the podcast. But if you're not subscribed, then please head over to www.behaviorchange.marketing forward slash subscribe. Now we're going to end on a quote as we always have done. And we have a new quote for 2024. And it's from Barack Obama. Empathy is a quality of character that can change the world. No more needs to be said. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next week.